Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to Realms of Peril and Glory. I am Zach, your steadfast host and GM. Today, I'm introducing you to the first episode of our series, Veil Rapscallion Rule. This is a Patreon-exclusive game set in the criminal underworld of New Harbor City. If you're familiar with our Veil game, then you'll enjoy this one. Uh, There's a lot of really uh, wonderful moments in this series. Our players are Pip Gladwin, Liz Campbell, James Barbaro, and a newcomer, Max Breyer. They all play uh, different folks who are associates, employees, or members of the Rapscallion crime family as a threat is made against the life of the head of the family. They are all going to have to figure out just who is attempting to kill Franco Rapscallion and possibly bring an end to the crime family as it's known. This has been an amazing series to run, record, and edit, so honestly, I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, The first three episodes are out now on Patreon, and the finale is arriving Friday the 20th of October, so I hope you enjoy that, and I'll see you at the other side. Realms of Peril and Glory will begin after these short messages. We'd like to thank our patrons, Janine Kara, Seth Ardiam, and Clankster for their support in making this series possible. This is one of our Patreon-exclusive series, Veil, Rapscallion, Rule. Thank you so much for making this possible and for supporting this show. It means a huge amount to us. If for whatever reason you're listening to this and you aren't one of our patrons, maybe consider going over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic where you can get great stuff like ad-free listening, bonus shows, and more, but more importantly, you help keep the lights on at Realms of Peril and Glory. We could not make this show without your support, so thank you so much, and enjoy! Welcome one, and welcome all back to Realms of Peril and Glory. My name is Zachary Fortescom, and I will be your game master today. Joining me are four incredible players. I like that Liz was like cracking her, her back, like getting get ready, ready, like getting in the ready. zone. <laughs> Joining me, starting with Liz, is Liz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Liz Campbell, pronouns she, her, and today I will be playing junior cousin in the Rapscallion crime family, Piccolina Rapscallion. Uh, we have James Barbarossa with us. Hi, um, I am James Barbarossa. My pronouns are he, him, and I will be playing Giacomo Lombardi, cleaner for the Rapscallion crime family. Returning again is Pip Gladwin. Boy, it's me. Um, Hi there, I'm Pip Gladwin. Um, I will be playing uh, Rodney Squint, the only (laughs) human in the party. Um, And uh, yeah, bit of a thief, bit of a rogue. And that's all I have to say. And joining us for the very first time is Max Breyer. Hi, I'm Max Breyer, they, them. I'm a renowned lover of women and I'm playing Meatball, also they, them, who is also a lover of women, but also (laughs) fine battle axes. What an intro. (laughs) 
So we are once again journeying. Very nice. <laughs> we are once again journeying to the world of Vale, and specifically again to the city of New Harbor, city of magic monsters and machines. We find ourselves uh, shortly after the events of the first season. The game is, of course, Thirteenth Age, and is created by Rob Heinsu and Jonathan Tweed, who designed. Uh, both D&D 3rd edition and D&D 4th edition. If you want to play the game yourself, which I highly recommend because it's a very good game, uh, you can head to the description of the podcast where there will be a link to the Pelgrain Press website. So as you might have deduced, we are playing in the crime-ridden underworld of New Harbor, uh, and all of our players are either members of or working for the Rapscallion crime family, the Gnomish crime family who have a tight grip on the city of New Harbor. Or do they? We'll find out. Are you guys ready to get started? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. We journey once again to the world of Vale. We wander through the clouds and find ourselves in the picturesque city of New Harbor. Huge ships sway back and forth in the ports as precious cargo is loaded and unloaded fueling the economy of Vale and bringing much-needed supplies around the globe. In and amongst the frantic work of loading and unloading the ships, a fleet of pallets carrying exotic-looking fruits move out into the merchant lanes, ready to be unpacked, repacked, and processed. The caravan of pallets makes its way to a waiting customs house, where city officials inspect all goods that arrive in the city. Before it can reach the customs house, the final pallet in the queue is pulled to one side by a burly-looking foreman, who sneers down at the gnome looking expectantly at the approaching goods. After a quick appraisal, the gnome slips several gold pieces into the foreman's pocket, and the pallet is loaded into a cart. Gently, this coach takes off, joining a procession of identical-looking carriages making their way into the vast network of the city. Some are headed to Grand Union Station to unload their goods onto the many freight trains that connect the great cities of Vale. Some are borne out onto the open road to reach local towns and villages, and some reach their final destination within the city itself. Appraising the goods he has just successfully smuggled into the city, the gnome digs through one of the barrels, casting aside tropical citrus until he hits the wooden bottom, sliding a long fingernail under one of the boards and gently lifting a false bottom. Hidden in the barrel is an astounding assortment of illicit substances. Fine glowing powders in blues and greens, gurgling liquids in inky blacks and potent reds, and furry spotted eggs gently rocking as whatever inside prepares to hatch. Nestled in shredded card and paper are a handful of glistening orbs 
banded with a metallic ring. Spell energy pushes against the glass, wistfully attempting to escape. The gnome takes all of this in before spreading a broad smile across his face, grabbing one of the bottles filled with bright red liquid and hopping out of the back of the cart, shoving a couple of the colorful blue fruits into his pocket. The carriage continues over the Grand Victrim Bridge towards the ivy lanes and the more well-to-do areas of the city. The gnome, however, hops out and hangs a left, crossing the ashen bridge that connects the factory lanes and merchant lanes to the ash lanes. The gnome saunters past the soot-covered buildings and grime-covered windows, dashing through the many tight alleyways and side streets that snake their way through this district until he arrives outside of a small restaurant called Cleary's. Those initiated in the shadowy underbelly of New Harbor's crime world know this to be the home of one of the city's most notorious families, the gnomish crime family Rapscallion. As the gnome enters the restaurant, he brandishes the bottle to the maitre d'. Hey, the, uh, the boss's wine's coming from Dorisia. Where'd you want it? But the maitre d' in turn raises a hand to quiet the newcomer, who looks sheepishly to a closed door in the back. At that moment, the gnome notices that the restaurant is empty, and the maitre d' looks frightened. Four strange-looking individuals sit at the back of the restaurant. A knock comes from the closed door, and the maitre d' quickly moves to open it. As the door opens just a crack, the gnome catches a glimpse of the three rapscallions sat behind the door, and his face drains of blood. After exchanging a few words, the maitre d' moves over to the four strange-looking people waiting in the restaurant, and begins to guide them through the door. First into the room is one, Piccolina Rapscallion. Can you tell me who I'm looking at? Uh, well, Piccolina is a, a young gnome, um, but she's very well put together, and uh, she's dressed in quite in almost a sleek business suit. Like, it's a kind of tight skirt, blazer. She's got on her side, though, uh, a quite chunky satchel, like you'd see on a student, uh, kind of short, blonde hair, very well done, you know, tasteful makeup, uh, and you can see she's holding a nail file like she's just been outside fi filing her nails waiting to be called in. <laughs> uh, your, uh, so what is your relation to the Rapscallions? Um, I'm a cousin to the main family, but, um, Excellent. You know, d definitely part of La Familia. Absolutely. So your cousin, Vincenzo Rapscallion, comes up to you. He is the gnome who has stood up, and he takes your hand, and he gives it a gentle kiss. A very natural thing for, in the familia, sign of respect. I thank you so much for coming. Oh, Pickle Vinny, you know I wouldn't miss it. All right, all right. Look, it's a serious time. You have a seat. Thank you. Uh, we'll tell you a bit more once we've got everyone set in. 
All right. Oh, intrigue. All right. All right. Yeah. And you spot uh, Alicia, your other cousin, mm-hmm. as well as Franco Rapscallion, who is looking dodgy as fuck. That is yeah, the but that's normally how Franco spot. looks. I mean, you know. Franco Rapscallion is the head of the Rapscallion clan, and he is very elderly at this point. This man has lived multiple centuries. But even for a gnome who's lived for multiple centuries, he looks rough. Right. Okay. Just just QQ, Zach. Who so Vincenzo Vincenzo is the grandson of Franco? Vincenzo is the son. The son. Gotcha. The son. Next into the room, uh, having to bow their heads slightly uh, as the the door frames are just oh, a good foot too small for you, uh, is one Rodney Squint, a human. And Vincenzo uh, 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 comes up to you. Rodney, it is uh, wonderful to have you. He does not kiss your hand, but he does offer his hand to you to shake it. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just clean it. It's dirty. Uh, and I'll, I'll shake his tiny hand. Thanks, sir. Uh, appre- appreciate you coming. Yeah, yeah have a seat. We, we brought a big chair in for you. Oh, thanks, Vinny. Yeah, no, that's, that's great, mate. That's great. Yeah, I'll just sit down. I'll just sit down. <laughs> Excellent. Do, do we get a description of Rodney? <laughs> No. Yeah. What does okay. Rodney look like? <laughs> no, you don't animal. need a description of Rodney. <laughs> you, um, you can picture him. Yeah, you know. Whatever it is you're imagining right now, it's that. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> Rodney is. Um, Rodney doesn't look much, much older than 18. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, he is uh, not quite six foot, but like about 5'11". So mm. compared to a gnome, extremely tall. Um, he's kind of gangly, skinny. Uh, he has a mop of like carrot colored hair yeah. on his head that's kind of constantly getting in his eyes. Like like acne scars. Um, and generally like, you know, kind of has his shoulders quite high and his and his <laughs> his neck kind of down a bit like yep. he's kind of hunching his posture's dreadful um <laughs> uh, yeah he just kind of looks just like very tall and very uncomfortable all the time basically he is wearing a big probably like a a, a big raincoat which isn't which isn't great for him because it mm-hmm. kind of makes him look a little bit like a flasher <laughs> um <laughs> um, uh, but underneath that, he's wearing like uh, like very practical leather armor. It was probably quite nice when it was made a long time ago, uh, and it's also was likely fitted for somebody probably a size and a half smaller than Rodney. So like you know the the ankles are like you know up mid middle of the shin. The sleeves cut like right up to sort of you know just just up his arms. It just yeah, there's nothing, nothing looks right. It's all kind of off. Um, uh, yeah, full of belly button out at all times. Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, just <laughs> unintentional. Like, he's constantly like pulling it down, constantly yeah. pulling it down. Oh man. Um, uh, yes, and his shoes are are worn worn through to to the to the almost to the, completely to the sole. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's that's uh, Rodney. Next into the room is, well, is uh, 
Well, uh, you know what? I don't want to describe Meatball. Why don't you describe Meatball <laughs> for me, Max? Who am I seeing walking into the room? Um, I think the first thing you notice about Meatball is the bows. <laughs> so they're wearing, they're a gnome and they have uh, bright red hair, like ginger, not like red. And they're covered in bows, like just little ribbons, just tied on. It's regular light armor, but it's got just bows everywhere. Two buns, bows on the buns, <laughs> uh, and this fuck off big battle axe on their back. And obviously, it has a very big pink bow. <laughs> and they are very excited to be here. And so comes up to you, and it's just like, oh, I see you came prepared, huh? Yeah, always. Hi. Yeah. Uh, hi. Nice. Uh, it is very nice for you. To... Hi. Hello. <laughs> Th thank you for coming. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day yeah. to come yeah. here. All right. Look, if you, you come have a seat. I just want you to know thank you for coming. Much appreciated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who am I like smashing? Well, we'll get to that. All right. It's uh, certainly enough smashing to go around. Okay. Okay. Thanks, dude. You're welcome. You 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 take care. All right. And then finally, as you sit down, Meatball, who do we see riding into the room? James. <laughs> uh, I mean, what's on the what's on the other side of this? Like, what's what's like what's on the, the door? Like, what what room are we, am I coming from? You are coming from the uh, the front kind of service area of. Uh, Cleary's restaurant. Right. Well, then I will be bringing Nero in. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how many indoor rooms did you ride through, James? That's the uh, question. Apparently, and I, I think I think Jacqueline probably left Nero around the back mm. of the restaurant. Um, because he 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 wouldn't he wouldn't want Nero to get disoriented in a building. Um. Uh. Giacomo Lombardi uh, mm. on his back a large sort of spiky like bow that looks like it's seen action in the Derision jungle um, he's wearing sort of patchwork armor sort of like a, a breastplate and like one sh one big shoulder pad and sort of mismatched metal knee pads what, like one glove with the fingers missing for the bow, one heavy metal gauntlet in the other hand. Um, at the marks of sort of several scars on his face, one quite large over one eye is masked by uh, an eye patch um, and sort of a, 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 a purple spiky sort of faux hawk short hawk with shaved sides and uh, a, pur a purple sort of um, sort of chin patch um, he, he's quite a uh, conspicuous the re yeah the rest <laughs> like he he, 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 he he normally pulls his his sort of leather ragged sort of wool like pelt over uh, <laughs> over his clothes to hide that he's wearing armor most of the time uh, but given that he's in Clary's I, I don't think he would bother with that. Um, and he sort of, I would say he, he, he's very confident, but he doesn't stride in. He yeah. just sort of shuffles in, um, humbly, mm. uh, not trying to make a big entrance, just, 
just a striking figure. You see Vincenzo kind of, again, reaches out his hand to shake it. And it, are you going to take it? Yeah. So when you take it, he's going to then pull you in for like one of those yeah. hugs. Yeah. Ah. He's like, ah, oh, Jack of uh, Vincenzo. Th- it's, thank uh, you for coming. All right. Nice to be here. Nice to be it here. Is n- it is. Look, I know. I know you got a lot on your plate, but nah. La Familia, we appreciate that you came. You took the I mean, time to come down here, all right? No, no, I, I've always got time for you, Vincenzo. The, you know it. I've been keeping these mooks out of trouble. Don't worry about it. All right, well, you know, you've been doing sterling work, all right? Absolutely fantastic work. Ah, all in the day's work. Could you roll me a wisdom check, a perception? Okie dokie. Oh, is that plus plus level? Yes, and background. And background. Okay. Uh, just is it just like to keep an eye out for stuff, or or, or is it uh, you're, you're, you're investi- related? You're, yeah, it's rapscallion related. Oh, okie dokie. Uh, twenty one. Ooh, spicy. Um, mm-hmm. excellent. Uh, so as as Vincenzo kind of lets go, and you go to grab your seat in the room, uh, you you spy Alicia rapscallion, who's looking very uh. Peeved is a polite vernacular for how she's looking. She looks quite pissed the fuck off. Um, About me or just generally? No, generally. It's not directed at anyone here, but you do, she, you do see she looks up at Vincenzo, who kind of, you, spot, you spy this glance between them, and she looks like she's been scolded. Uh, at some point recently. Um, with the 21, you also spot Franco. And, you know, you've met Franco before. Franco hmm. is kind of notoriously... He's semi-retired, right? Yeah. He's kind of... He can't quite let go of the business, but he's he's letting Vincenzo and Alicia take more of a, a front word facing yeah. approach but he's still very much kind of pulling some strings from the back end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you spy that he is from the last time you met him not only looking more weary but looks ill okay I'm gonna um, I'm gonna walk by I'm gonna walk by Franco I'm gonna just sort of like take to take his hand put a, put a hand on top do a little bow and be thank like, you ah, oh. Franco Looking it's, good as ever. It's so nice to see you. How are you nice doing, to see you, of course. Ah, oh, keeping out of trouble, you yeah. and me. All right, these two. These uh, two. And then I'm going <sighs> to... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you go sit down. <sighs> Take it easy, you know. All right, all right, all right. Good, good to see you. Kind of claps you on the back. Yep. And then I'm going to saunter over to Alicia and just pull out a cigarette and be like, put one in my mouth. Well, like a cigar. It's like a cigar, right? We're yeah, like a cigarolo. Pull, pull out a, put out a, a cigar, put it in my mouth, put out a second one, be like, where's it? Mom. Yeah, all right, I'll have it, all right. You got Thank an ashtray in here, so I should be... I don't want to leave ash on your floor. You see, you see Alicia just kind of doesn't get up, just kind of tilts her head and bellows, hey, hey, so we got an ashtray in here. And you see that... uh. A server uh, who works at the restaurant kind of tilts their head and is like, "All right, coming up, coming up, coming up." And and as they quickly kind of bring two or three ashtrays and lay them out on tables, 
across the room as, you know, very quick, speedy service. You notice, can everyone roll me uh, a perception check or a charisma check, whichever's higher for you? Uh, 18. And I would say it's 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 Rapscallion related. So if you have a Rapscallion related background, you can use that. In which case, 23. <sighs> 25. <sighs> 24. Whoa! Seven. Whoa! <laughs> Seven, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so for everyone bar meatball, uh, you spot that all of the staff who are moving very quickly, that you've you've all been to Cleary's before. And you've you've had the food at one point or another. It's really good. You know, they don't let the side down in terms of quality, especially in terms of the staff. This staff that normally are very um, on it are doubly so. Like they are moving triple speed, just like to get things in, out, gone, and shut the door. They're on edge. They're very on edge. And it's with that, as you see, um, as one of them goes out a back entrance further in from this room, you spy that they're all of you bar meatball mm-hmm. with all those exceptional roles you spy that there is someone laid on like a table uh with a white sheet over them and there's like red patches all over the sheet Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i'm just gonna I, I think i think i'll uh have, i think meatball and i have worked together before yeah. um i think i'm gonna i'm gonna lean down and then probably lean down a little bit more um, <laughs> to to Meatball and just be like, I think someone's fucking dead. <laughs> I just look around wildly, like, where? What? Where? Here? Through the door. Through the back door. Wait, with the assistance, with pointing it out, before the door shuts, you spy that person <laughs> like, on the move, table. I'll move your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Just not just out loud, just Vincenzo not. Vincenzo and hide Franco are having a brief kind of quiet ear to ear discussion, and he then Vincenzo kind of looks up at you as you say that, looks at the door, kind of cocks an eyebrow, and kind of looks at all you guys and says, "All right, you're probably all wondering why you're here. Am I right? Why is there a dead guy out the back of the restaurant? Why is Alicia looking like she drank piss? I was assuming those two might be related. Yeah, I mean it." Sounds like there's been a little bit of trouble for someone. You're, you're, you're quite right. And then at that kind of Franco tugs on Vincenzo's sleeve and kind of like does a little slow hand wave and gestures for Vincenzo to sit down. And Franco just kind of very, with with a lot of trouble, uh, attempts to get up from his chair and does successfully do so. But he looks unstable on his feet. But he kind of addresses you all and says, there has been an attempt made on my life. Well, with all due respect, sir, that's nothing new. What is new is that they got me. What? I was poisoned. Oh. Now, if it weren't for your tricks that you taught me, Giacomo, yeah. I would have died. Well, you, uh, looks like you got to it in time, huh? I am fine. And I will live. But I am concerned (coughs) that there will be another attempt, of course. And this time, I might not be so lucky. 
next time I might find a knife in my back. Um, I think Piccolina uh, looks at Franco kind of addressing straight at Giacomo, uh, who's sitting there with his fat cigar, looking real at home. Uh, you just mm-hmm. see Piccolina stick a hand in the front of her satchel uh, and pull out a raspberry vape uh, and start kind of <laughs> competition smoking with Giacomo uh, and kind of leans forward. It's got like a tiny, a tiny gnomish. It's got like a tiny little flavored vasovitia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's canon now. Um, uh, but, but just yeah, kind of I mean, leans look, forward. Hey, even. We've got a tooth construct that's canon we do. now. So hey, also, also, also. Because that's now canon, Zach, it also means that hypothetically, mm-hmm. if you got the technology small enough, you could smoke a person. <laughs> oh, horrifying. Um, yeah, no, Piccolino's going to start competition smoking with Giacomo. Um, lean kind of a touch sure. farther than than him for and just say, all right, all right, so who are we after? We're not sure, unfortunately. And looks over at... Uh, Alicia, who kind of shrinks a bit in her chair as her father looks at her. Look, it was not my fault. He came at me with a fucking knife, all right? And uh, she kind of gets up. It's like, we found the fucker who decided he was going to put poison in dad's soup. One of our own, one of our porters. Relatively recent hire. Stuck a bit of something in the soup. Is that the stiff in the back? Yeah. He came at me when we approached him. And he came at me with a knife. So reflexes are reflexes. And I did my work. All right. Oh, it's only self-defense. And I'm pretty sure any court would find that. Yeah. Look, I'm sure we're all doing our best to make sure that Franco over here is safe. The last thing that we are worried about is the harbor guard. All right, they're not gonna do shit. Okay, what I'm worried about is that my father. I don't know. There's like there's this there's this one dwarf. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I've, oh I've yeah, I've seen him. him. I've just I've just heard you can't pay him off. He's nice looking. Doesn't, he's got a big mustache. Just don't take bribes. <laughs> that guy, he's uh, he's a teddy bear. He's all right. <laughs> Don't mind him. <laughs> uh, you see it that Vincenzo kind of pipes up, says, yeah, all right. I, I, I had lunch with the guy. I Actually, it was breakfast, kind of brunch, actually. He came real early. And uh, look, friendly fella, but uh, don't worry about him, okay? Because he's busy chasing over some necromancer, rock star, whatever, all right? So he's not a problem. Harbor God aren't going to get involved with this, okay? So what we need to find out one way or the other is who's pointing the knife at my father, all right? Meatball is like clutching their knuckles, trying so hard to not say that's not very nice. Roll a wisdom save. <laughs> yeah, roll a wisdom save. That's not very nice. Yeah, so a it. save is just your modifier. Wisdom's so good as well. Oh, shit. That's an 18. Uh, You do manage to keep tight-lipped, though you do feel as though once you leave this room, you will be forced to say this just by your brain. (laughs) It's going to be so out of time. We'll have moved the conversation on completely. And it's, yeah. Like all of my jokes. At that, Franco very gently kind of sits back down, kind of bracing himself. My son, 
Leo. He is... He's got his lab. You know about him? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm, uh... You know my boy? I've, uh... I've, I've, I've orbited what he's got going on. Yeah. Of course, it's all blown up after all this shit with the necromancer or whatever, but we got my boy back, all right? That's the important thing. Yeah. I know how important family is for you. Of course. So, we gave him some of the soup, and he's looking at it now, okay? See what we can uncover from that. So, what you are all here to do is find out who's trying to kill me. And you bring them to me, you understand that? And we'll deal with this ourselves. Like, alive? Oh yeah. We want him alive. Oh, so like, um, you might be a little bit, I mean, you might not know who, what I do. Um, I don't really do that. The alive part, I mean, I, I like it's like no hate to you guys, but that's really not what I. That's not what I do. So, I don't really know why I'm here. Maple, da- darling, I'm sure we'll find someone else for you to stab with an axe on the way. Don't you worry. I'll I'll redirect them if they start getting a little too close to somebody we need to uh, keep breathing. You see, Franco kind of gives a side eye at Vincenzo, who kind of pipes up and says, "Yeah, look, all right, uh, understood, Meatball." The reason that you four are the ones that we chose to bring in for this is, quite frankly, we are not sure who we can trust, but we are certain, to a fault, that it isn't one of you. I wouldn't do the soup. Pretty sure. I'll be honest with you, Meatball, not your style. I mean, were there meatballs in the soup? (laughs) (laughs) There were meatballs in the soup. There were meatballs in the soup! (laughs) Get him, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Meatball is just a nickname. It's not a. It's 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 not a motive. It's, it's not a, it's not a method of killing. I mean, it is my government name, but I do agree. And also, I would never poison anyone. That's so lame. I mean, it was yeah. That- there was there That's was that one time style. it was that one time when you uh, when you took out that giant by hiding in his soup and pretending to be a meatball. <laughs> that is different. That is different. The name isn't a motive. It's aspirational. Yeah, no, I know. I get yeah. it. I yeah. get it. You get me. What's the um? Sorry, I I don't like to be indelicate. Um, how much the gig pay? All right, if you bring whoever this is in alive. We'll do you each a hundred gold. That's a good rate. That's a decent rate. We'll get you all a hundred gold. If you bring them in dead, 50. But if they're dead, we better have sterling fucking evidence that it was them, all right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we wouldn't want that. These these sound like some nasty and despicable characters. Make sure that they're brought to justice. Uh, we're the good guys after all. Yeah, gotta keep the streets clean. I vape a very big cloud of smoke at Giacomo. <laughs> Giacomo is completely straight-faced, completely ignores it. But single single finger uh, taps the end of his cigar, minor illusion, the mm-hmm. color of the... Like of the like smoke turns um like a, a off green and and distinctly now smells of watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> smells like a fruit salad in here, no one's commenting. Yeah. Well, it's a restaurant. We don't want it to smell bad. <laughs> All right. 
before you all get to dessert, how about you head off, all right? Go see Leo. And they kind of give you directions to where you can find his lab. All right. All I right. mean, should yeah. we... I, I mean, I'm not volunteering, wow. but should we take a look at this stiff or anything? Anybody looked in his pockets? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do, you ha- do you have the soup? Uh, we sent the soup over to Leo. He's analyzing it now. So ah, if you yeah, want to get a, a look, point. you go over to Leo, okay? Uh, you're welcome to look at the stiff out in the back. Uh, we did check his pockets. Uh, we didn't find nothing. We checked out the name. Turns out, very convincing fake name. Oh. Well, well, well. Yeah, like how convincing? Why don't you make one up? Real, <laughs> this better be convincing now, Zach. Jack. Jack. Uh, Jack. Yeah, yeah I'd buy convincing. it. That I sounds like that. a real name to me. That's a classic, you know? <laughs> Absolutely nothing to go on there. <laughs> Pretty no, smart. But what we're saying is we looked into the background, which we thought was, it was convincing <laughs> fake. He had references and shit and uh, sure. didn't, right, didn't pan out yeah. when we further investigated. Yeah, right? Yeah. Organized stuff, all right? So you're welcome to go have a look, see if you can spy anything out there, but uh, for now. Are we talking like, uh, what, another gnome? Uh, a human? Yeah, he was a gnome. Uh, you go, you go have a look, go have a look, and kind of Vincenzo follows you out. He pulls back the sheet. You see this dead yeah. gnome Yep. Eviscerated mm. with knives, like Jesus. <laughs> just like oh, you know, uh, Alicia. Ra- that's not. Al- that's not very nice. Pay off. I see what you did there, and that was very funny. You you recognize Alicia's work. Uh, Alicia is, uh, for good reason, a very feared figure in the underworld she does not hold back and she possesses uh great skills to inflict violence um so you see uh this gnome pale covered in blood wearing the uniform of a porter from uh cleary's restaurant Mm. i mean look i'm not i'm not i'm not saying nothing but like if you are surprised by someone, yeah, and then they come at you with a knife and you reflexively take them out, right? You probably don't stab them this many times. Just saying. It's just yeah, it's, lot, not the, it? it's not the cleanest. Um, I just mean like, you know, I don't know. It scares me that I listen I mean, they does. could just, maybe not everyone. They could just uh, be post-mortem. Yeah. You, you've always had a certain um, finesse about you, Rodney. I look at this grubby child. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to take out my, uh, my speaking stone. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take out my speaking stone and snap a gruesome snap of this guy's face. Excellent. More, yeah, good. Uh, um, just we Max, have by the way. I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah. Max, you all have phones. Fuck yeah. Can I have a flip speaking stone? 100%. With like little charms? Yep. They've got emojis nice. that can't, that's canon. That's definitely. Yeah, emojis are canon. My sp- my speaking stone is made of wood. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. made of like taped together wood, <laughs> and like bits of with bits of rocks like hammered into it. It's very bad. <laughs> it catches on fire occasionally from like the power yeah. surging through it. Yeah, yeah. there's like <laughs> scorch it, marks. I, it's con- constructed out of about four different phones. Yeah, Giacomo doesn't doesn't have a speaking stone, 
But but Jack Giacomo does have like uh, a, a shard of slate in one ear, like a Bluetooth headset. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Um. But um, Jack Giacomo is would like to. Uh, is there like a service door to this back part of the like warehouse, like the back back of like for deliveries and stuff? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Does it lead like outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, through a gap in his teeth. Through a gap in his teeth, Giacomo's just gonna whistle, uh, and uh, silently, uh, Nero is just gonna slip into the room, uh, and before you know it, this huge, like, black and orange jungle fox, like, uh, is right is right there, and um, Giacomo's gonna. Look, a slightly norm larger than normal fox. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Get him! He's the, he's the size of a wolf, right? He's not, like, yeah. the size of an yeah. elephant. He's just the size of a wolf, like a large dog. Uh, and Jack... Meatball's eyes go wide. I swear, you guys have seen there. You guys have seen there. Yeah, before. but I love the puppy. Yeah. Uh, Giacomo is gonna... Nero will let you pet him. While yeah. Giacomo just uh, is gonna, like cut a little bit off the like undershirt presumably under a waistcoat slice a bit off the undershirt maybe up close to the armpit just like a rag from the shirt and is just gonna um let nero sort of get the scent um and then you know slip it into his back pocket well first things first uh this is very clearly a dead body Turned into a pincushion by uh, a very professional Alicia Rapscallion. Um, I mean, there's fake, professional fake names, fake just face, like, just like a mess, you know. Yeah. yeah so I'm just. Um, I mean, it's pretty good knife storage. Well, I mean that is true, but we're not looking for knife storage. We're looking for uh, a lead. <laughs> Maybe we can get something from this. It sounds like we don't got much more to go on from the body. Um, sounds like. Sounds like Leo's is our, is our next bet. All right, well, yeah. You're whatever you say, boss, yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Let's all head out right. then, yeah? Um, I take out some mm -hmm. very sleek sunglasses um, from my <laughs> top pocket, put them on as we head outside. Uh, as we, I uh, have put, I've put a bow on your dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fine. He's fine with that. Yeah. Uh, cool. I will, as we... Pink. We're going back out mm -hmm. through the room we uh, we came in through. I will try to surreptitiously like steal a cigarette butt out of a out of an ashtray on the way out. Adney, you don't have to bum cigarettes. Is, is it stealing? Here. I, I, I got a few. Yeah, if it's a butt of a cigarette I'm, that I'm, no one I'm, wants. I'm willing to roll for it so people don't notice. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go for it. Roll me. Sorry, I know decks. it's completely pointless, but you know, I, I know. really roll get the opportunity decks. to do these dumb things. Um, stealth decks plus a background. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm effectively, I feel I'm stealing this, so I'm going to add my plus five in thief okay. to this. Uh, there we go. Uh, so I rolled a far, so I rolled a, a seven, yeah, but with bonuses that is a dirty twenty. <laughs> oh Christ, alive! Uh, all right, everyone, roll me a quick perception to see if they spot this. The DC obviously is twenty-one. No, I mean I rolled a two on the dice. So wait, remind me which uh, one is perception? Uh, wisdom. It's wisdom level background yes. when I call for a perception check. Sorry, it's a twenty-three. Oh, 
Can't hide that is from also you. a 23. Oh, my you... God. I can't hide from anyone. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Meatball. Eagle eyes. Meatball Even and Giacomo, you do, re- you do spy this. Uh, whether um, or not you uh, want to say anything is up to you. So, Minor Illusion says, <laughs> it's, this is relevant. Minor Illusion says it's either, it's a sm- strong smell or a sound. It can't be both. Mm, I'll allow both. It's a minor illusion. Yeah. Um, Rodney? Rodney just lets one rip. <laughs> Be meatball. No, Rodney. I make him. I oh. make. Uh, I make him. Uh, just a big old fart. Do a fart. Just a yeah. big fart. Great. We're fun. Uh, I'm gonna keep me. my two perception to <laughs> not notice any of that. Do I? Do I catch that it was meatball? <laughs> yeah. Let's get stuck on this. <laughs> With a twenty-three. Sure. I just go like, oh my god, Rodney. Yeah. Sure. Sure, you spy right. that it was meatball. Meatball, stop goofing off. We got business, all right? Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meatball, stop, stop goofing off. <laughs> Do what the boss says. Right. Everybody, calm that down. That wasn't me, though. All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Good. We know it was. All right. It's natural. Everybody does it. Okay. Let's not get hung up on this. <laughs> oh my God. Nicolina's fully already at the door, just like tapping her foot. <laughs> yeah. You're basically out on the way, yeah. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So you guys all hop out onto the street and you head over. Are you heading directly to Leo's lab? Yeah. Don't see why not. Yeah, absolutely. I'm following. Sweet. So you head over all the way to the Sunset Lanes, clear across the other side of town. Are there a lot of like, what kind of routes are we taking? Are we taking like alleyway routes? I would assume you're either taking alleyways if you want to kind of go unseen from anyone who might be observing in the Ash Lanes, but that will get more difficult as you get into Sunset Lanes, Ivy Lanes, those sorts of areas that are more heavily populated or not heavily populated, but less alley-ish. Uh, Giacomo, when we get to the areas that are less alley-ish, uh, Giacomo is gonna swing himself up on Nero, and Nero's just gonna pop up the walls and onto the rooftops. Excellent. Uh, and just sort of, uh, Giacomo's gonna follow the guys, but, like, trying to stay out of sight. Excellent. So you wander along the roofs with your Like, the idea that roof wolf is more inconspicuous. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you keep, you stay away from you stay away from the edge. You stay off ground level. <laughs> um, yeah, you hop uh, along and into the sunset lanes, the more residential area of New Harbor. 
and you head out to a location that the listeners, if they've heard Vale, will be familiar with. It is where a massive fight took place, and there is clear evidence of that. There are still scorch marks and big lumps of dirt heaped out from where uh, the mythical fabled tale happened that the four heroes of New Harbor fought the Blades of Valorous and lost the time gem. But now it seems to have been... (laughs) Now it seems to have been repaired a bit, though there are still some marks. And the previously abandoned building has since been built up. You head to the door and you push the bell to to the entrance of the building. And you hear on the other side of the door... Uh, anyone who's been there previously, I'm actually going to think that Giacomo, probably you will have been to Leo's lab before. Yeah, I, I think I've probably... You've uh... probably not been since. You remembered that there was this huge kind of subterranean uh, yeah. area. Uh, now approaching the door are two ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk footsteps. And the door opens and you see this huge kind of forgeborn robot looking person with a screen on the other side and Giacomo you haven't seen him since all this happened but you know that this is Leo Rapscallion who kind of lights up as his voice projects out of the robot Yeah, Leo uh, my goodness you've grown I heard you were coming. Pop said yeah. Pop said he was going to send some folks my way. All right, Leo. Oh, cousin Leo, you're looking healthy. Biggest fucking no mentality. <laughs> well, really looking alive. This new body. Tell you what, I'm looking alive. Better than big. better than a lot of big, big, real big. Weird being this big. I got to say. Yeah. I got to say. Do you like it? Um, I mean, I can reach things off shelves before, but I mean, I just made adjustments in my life circumstances to make it so I could reach things, you know? But uh, now people look up at me, and that's very strange. It's a strange perspective to have. Leering down. That's quite the growth spurt. (laughs) Growth spurt, death, whatever you want to call it. I'm still here. Two sides of the same coin these days. Sure. I mean, more and more of us nowadays, eh? Rodney, is that why you're so tall? Well, because I'm a fucking robot. No, obviously not. No, because you're dead. Oh, I just, I guess only inside, yeah. But (laughs) Oh, fuck, dude. What? I fucking kill people for a living. All right, shall we talk about the killing people on the inside of a building, maybe? Absolutely. Meatball, could you just roll me a quick intelligence check? (laughs) No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a um, fail. Flat refusal. Yeah. <laughs> you can always oh. elect to just fail. <laughs> yeah, you have twelve. Um, you have never Ooh. seen this before, and you heard nothing about Leo up to now. <laughs> so you, this is yeah, the but this first is just time. Some guy. Yeah, but this is the first time you're seeing like. Big robot guy. Yeah. That's full, a new phenomenon to you. Full terrifying robot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm interested because he looks like he could throw me pretty far. Oh, he could. Yeah. Uh, shall I take you into the lab and you can have a look at this stuff that pops in through? Yeah? Yeah, I would appreciate that. All right. All right. You come on through. 
So Leo leads you into his laboratory where you see all sorts of machines whirring and humming. There's test tubes running through. Uh, you do see that there's a bird folk and a an elf who are working at the uh, laboratory um, desks, kind of like soldering, soldering something and screwing something in. And uh, Leo kind of turns to you, bends down, uh, Giacomo. Should I uh, ask them to clear the room? It's the Tinkerer's Guild. Depends how much they already know. It's not not part of the family. They're part of the Tinkerer's Guild. They're helping me develop our tech a bit more, right? Uh, I can ask for the room. I would call for a lunch break if I were you. It's... It's 10 in the morning. I would call for a lunch break if I were oh, you. Oh, right, all right. Uh, right, guys, it's... Uh, yeah, no, I can, uh, I, can, um, I can take him out if you uh, want. No. <laughs> we don't I'll do need it. to take him out. No. Outside. No. All right. I'll no, take no, him no, outside. You... I'll t- oh. oh. <laughs> you know. All right, I think it's time for a lunch break, everyone. Uh, I got a meeting with some folks. It's all fine, but maybe I'll see you at... After after a nice long lunch on me, go on. What? You don't have to pay for that lunch. For All right, I don't know. I don't know. You are very bad at being. I am new. I am new to being in charge of things. I just used to make machines, and now I'm the boss. All right. Yeah, I give- hear you expanded. And the machine. Yes, I am a machine. Well, I'm not a machine. I'm a little, I'm a ball of energy in a machine, but I'm a, yeah. We're working on tech where you can smoke a person now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, sorry. Yeah, the, tink- the Tinkerer's Guild are working on a way to smoke a person. <laughs> That's sorry, fucking I- illegal to me and I murder <laughs> people for a living. I mean, it's not illegal if they're okay with it. Right, no, consent is right? extremely important. Yeah, That's it's like the last will and right testament kind someone. of thing, right? So you you absorb yeah. the essence of the person in the Some soul if smoked, they don't want to yeah. be in a robot. If they don't want to be, if they don't want to be a little bit beep boop robot guy, live longer than they, you can smoke them, right? Yeah. Some of them want to smoke you. Some of them want to be smoked by you. <laughs> Standard business. I fucking want to be smoked. Who, who's gonna smoke me when I die? I'm, I'm fucking. I'm coming around on this now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I could uh, be smoked. Oh well, look. Uh, speaking of uh, the recently deceased Leo, uh, we understand yeah. you got a little uh, sample of soup sent your way. I do. Lovely little piece of wedding soup. Was fabulous. Unfortunately, was laced with horrible poisons. And my pop. Well, thankfully not dead, but honestly, had they put more in there, I would not be surprised if he was. Mm. Okay? Mm. So, here's what I got for you. And he kind of grabs this kind of printout of of kind of like readings of chemicals and poisons analyzing and he says, yeah. "Look, we found uh we found some uh, it's a natural kind of poison. Ain't no magic shit. We we did screenings for magic and all that. Uh, nothing like that. What we got is a, it's a, some kind of herb. Uh, nothing like what we use in the restaurant and nothing like that. 
Uh, it's called a frozen dagger. That's the colloquial name. There's some kind of weird other other name, but it's kind of like yeah. the science name or whatever. Hmm. Okay. Now, uh, do we know where uh, this sort of chemical is usually found? Uh, yeah. Uh, could I get everyone to roll me an intelligence check quickly? Um, and any background related to, like, New Harbor or the crime world would be good. Or even Vale in general. Would, like, ex-pit fighter work? Mm, I don't think Legal. so. It's a crime. It's a crime! Okay, actually, <laughs> would, actually, yes. Huh. Okay. Would urban jungle hunter help me out here? Yes. It's a 19 for me. Nice. It's a 24 for me. Whoa! 24 for me also. Uh... Would you Dang. say street kid or thief was more appropriate, Zach? Street kid. Uh, 19 for me. Okay, excellent. Uh, poison. Frozen dagger. That's uh, that's a specific kind of herb. Uh, with a What was the highest end there? 24? Yeah. Yeah, Piccolina and I both got 24. Piccolina, 24. With a 19, you, Meatball, remember some herbs like that being passed around. It wasn't just used it wasn't just used as a poison, it was also used as kind of like a a stimulant for some fighters mm. and things like that. Uh, but in very small doses, you had to be careful because that stuff could kill you. Um, with a 19 again from Rodney. Rodney, you remember some people handing stuff like this having stuff like this around on the street, either selling it for poison or selling it as a kind of stimulant. There were some rabbles back in the day with this because they weren't selling it through the Rapscallion network. It was kind of, they weren't getting cut in on it. Uh, with a 24, what you guys get is you recognize that this was being sold before by another crime family in New Harbor a dwarvish family called the Iceforge clan. Mm. And you know that there was some trouble about year, two years ago when they started encroaching on the Rapscallion turf. Uppers, huh? (laughs) Probably, uh, take too much of this, probably uh, give you a heart attack, right? Yeah, nice. Um, it's bad shit. I saw some kids get real fucked up on it back in the day. Makes you real strong, though. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Well. Piccolina. Piccolina, what do you think about this? Yeah, I think you know what I'm thinking, Giacomo. I mean, uh, it's been a while now, but uh, I think maybe our friends the Ice Forge uh, might be involved. I don't know. I mean,. Uh, might be a little obvious for them. Trace it right back, but uh, they may have never been the fucking smartest, have they? So, <laughs> you think they're planning a late game comeback? Well, they've had it out for my grandfather for quite some time. So, Pop you know? is uh, not on best speaking terms with them. So, uh, I don't know. You might, if if you draw the same conclusion that I am from this, it's bad business. Do we? Uh... Do we know where they're based? They were based out in the factory lanes, weren't they? They had all industrial situation going on out there. They were shipping in, kind of taking in from the docks and then 
processing shit out there. Sounds right. And hey, look, you know, uh, again, not the smartest, but they do got the uh, organization, you know, maybe hire someone, set them up with the fake backgrounds, you know? It's not impossible. Certainly, certainly possible. <sighs> Stupid. They could have done so much better checks on that guy. Honestly, I swear the security at that place really needs some looking after. I'll uh, make a note of it, make sure they step it up. Thank Don't you, Jack. Honest. If anything, this is gonna put them on high alert for who they hire. Of course. Well, thanks for all your help, Leo. Uh, much appreciated. You're more oh, than welcome. Wh one more thing. Yeah. Um, you happen to know where this type of uh, herb, uh, what part of the world it comes from? Yeah, that's uh, that's from uh, up in the Melmcraft, the mountains, all right? Yeah? Grown up. Yeah, that uh, tracks. Yeah, right? That tracks. Dwarves. Dwarves. Am I right? Can't trust them. Always, always this violence from the smaller people of New Harbor. <laughs> never, never, never do we think maybe we should join forces, right? But no, here we go. We're fighting each other. Uh, Yo, you know that you sounds really boring. <laughs> Sorry. I was gonna say you've always been a peacemaker, there, Leo, and I. Yeah, uh, I always appreciated your vision. You know, all this uh, nasty, the stabbings, the poisoning. You know me, I always think that there might be a better way. So, uh, you know, of you, course keep, you keep doing way. your tinkering. That's all I'm saying. All right. And uh, all right. it's good to see you up and around. All I right. got some very good friends who are dwarves. You know, they're, they're not all bad. Of course not. Of course they're not. And most of them don't want to be fighting us if they don't have to. But look, it's those up top. They make trouble. They try things like this. And then suddenly we got a problem. Yeah. They yeah. think they get smart. Then we have to get smart back. All right. Anyways... I'll, I yeah. gotta get my staff back from lunch. All yeah, right? we'll go. We'll go check it out. Hey, you, uh, you stay into trouble, eh, Leo? Hey. All right. I'll see you all <laughs> later. Nice to, nice to meet. Uh, nice to see you all, Meatball. I don't know you, but hey, come around anytime. <laughs> hey, yes. Hey. Hey. Uh, hey. can I make like a tiny suggestion for you? Sure. Sure. Yeah, um, so like your shit looks so tight right now, but you know what would make it look even tighter? Uh, ju judging, judging by your general appearance and, uh, the, the fox, I'm gonna guess it's a bow. <laughs> I'm already pulling out a ribbon. Oh, right. A horrifying oh, see, massive was... robot in a bow. <laughs> yeah. Do you want it like as a bow tie? Do you want it like on your head? I can do both. I'm good You know what? Dealer's choice. Yeah, yeah. I'll Fuck, dude! I'm giving, I'm giving this guy a, a like a little bow head tie. Yeah, yeah. Make Le it like, Leo, yeah, Leo, mate, pretty. Leo, mate, just, just let it happen. <laughs> See, I was, I was thinking speed decals. I That's got that I vibe. <laughs> I got the vibe. You let it happen, and it kind of yeah. rolls over you, yeah. right? Stick on flames on his feet. <laughs> that decals. <actually> rolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said he suddenly got a spoiler on the back of his head. <laughs> makes you go. I makes mean, you go fast. I could also do decals, like if oh, you have the time. Honestly, I will. honestly, with this robot body, I already run very fast, much faster than before. I can clear should, town uh, in like thirty minutes. You Whoa. should paint. You should paint all the metal parts red. It's a faster color. You're right. You're right as always, Giacomo. Anyways, it was I a pleasure. A color theory for you. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure having you in my lab. That's just basic color theory. All right, let's let's red do a little fast. curtsy. Let's get out of here, guys. Come on. 
<laughs> yeah, we right. better um, we better get we better get going. Like factory factory lanes, because factory lanes. Because if we don't yeah, find something for for, uh, for meatball to hit, then uh, it's gonna get bad. It's gonna get bad for all of us. Yeah. Excellent. We're gonna get covered in bows. Right. <laughs> it's happened before. Mummified in bows. Yeah. That's what I do. It's a nervous tick. I've seen the bows them. are I've for your them, victims, uh, but no one lives yeah, yeah, to tell yeah. the tale. I've seen them kill a man with a bow before. <laughs> it's uh, not pretty. Uh, well, it is pretty <laughs> on account of the bow. On account of the I, bow. I miss pretty. I've pretty. seen them kill someone with a bow and. It's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so with that haunting image in our minds, we are going to see our characters travel further into the city of New Harbor towards the tall smokestacks of the factory lanes. And we will find out what happens next time on Realms of Peril and Glory. Um... <laughs> Is that the noise we're making? Are we committing to that noise? Yeah! Uh, beginning with Max, please, can you all tell the folks where they can find you? I picked a really bad time. It just hurt my leg. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm Max. You can find me anywhere at Max Briar Art. And if you can't find me, I'm probably Juicy Wizards. Um, yeah. I don't know. That. Women. Something. <laughs> just yell women on Twitter and they will come running. <laughs> I mean, I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pip. Hello there. Uh, I'm Pip Gladwin. You can find me at uh, Pip underscore Gladwin. Um, and I mean, like, I like women too, but I feel like not <laughs> as much. No. <laughs> which, yeah. which, which I'm starting to realize now. You know, it's just yeah. weird. You're not, this there's is, hobby. This is happening. This job. is happening right now, guys. <laughs> like, just not as much as Max. No. <laughs> what is that? And what does that make me? You please need to tell integrate. Me on, please tell me on Twitter what that makes me. Um, uh, yeah, I'm a voice actor and shit. <laughs> now that James. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, so you can find me on Twitter at Barbarosaphone. It's up for debate as of time of recording. Let's not. You can. Let's not. Um, you can. I've, I still have to handle. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you you can follow me on Twitter at Barbarosaphone, though you probably shouldn't. Uh, and you can find me in uh, many other great realms of peril and glory shows. Excellent. And Liz. I've been Liz Campbell, and you can find me on the socials at Liz X Campbell. That's Liz, the letter X, Campbell. Excellent. I didn't even mention that I make art. You didn't. Would you like to redo yours? No, it was perfect. Okay, <laughs> we'll have more of these like to be fair. <laughs> I feel like there was a universe act where your the outros to your shows would have been like tight, yeah. and you know, yeah. like mm -hmm. yeah, we left that. Good. That ship has sailed. Uh, that ship yeah. sailed long and ago. I, I, I that feel ship like, has sucked. I feel like I ruined. I feel like I, I can't help but take responsibility for that, for the fact that they are just a state. I mean, with me and to be fair to so you, to, to be fair to you, I I went first. I didn't have a point of reference for that, and I just kind of fucked it up That's by myself. True. Oh, yeah, no, no, okay. I'm giving one myself my, too much credit. Yeah. One of my favorite things with the is y'all people spending hours improvising on the spot during the game. As soon as it's like, hey, where can yeah. we find you online? It's like, <laughs> um, um. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ZachFG. That is Z-A-C-K-F-G. You can, of course, follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RealmsPod. That's R-E-A-L-M-S-P-O-D. And the absolute best way of supporting the show is by heading over to patreon.com slash light and tragic where you can get bonus shows, ad-free listening, and even more. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye! Bye! Bye. See See you later! Thanks so much for listening to our playthrough of Vale Rapscallion Rule. Uh, if you want to hear the rest of the series, you can only hear it on our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash lightandtragic. That's really the only place you're going to hear the rest of this series for quite a long time. It's not going to come to the public feed for a long, long time. Uh, so if you fancy signing up at the $8 producer tier, uh, that would be a huge help to us. Really, the Patreon is what keeps this show going. It makes it so that we can continue making more series like this one and all the other ones that you get to hear on the public feed all the time. Uh, so if you fancy becoming one of our supporters and, and giving us a look in, then we thank you so very much. Uh, enjoy the rest of the series over on Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash tragic. Thank you so much to the players for giving over their time, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.